0: Bye.
1: This month, for those of you who are visiting Imani for the first time, this month, January, is the month of training for evangelism, for witnessing, training to reach out to our community because that is why we are situated here. But somehow, we we have um, tried to um, share with you that each one has a responsibility because each one is a witness and we've tried to take it from different angles but today i want to share with you some practical ways some practical suggestions for some witnessing can be frightening it can be frustrating it can be disgusting and uh, really challenging so someone, uh, let's call this person Frank. Frank uh, wrote recently concerning witnessing, and I quote, let me read you what Frank said. He said, I gave up on witnessing. It's not that I wasn't grateful for the, salvation I ha- uh, for the salvation I have through Jesus. I was grateful and really wanted to tell others about his love and how he changed my life. I took classes on how to share my, my faith. I memorized scripts. I learned proof texts and how to answer objections. Yet, in spite of my best intentions, my efforts failed miserably. Uh, Something that should have been a natural, free-flowing exchange was stiff, awkward, and mechanical. Mine was a winsome witness, Frank said. People were put off, and God must have been embarrassed, at my misrepresentation of him. Frank concludes and said, traditional methods of evangelism just didn't seem to match my personality and spiritual gifts. I was like David wearing uh, Saul's armor. Did I really have to be pushy, insensitive, and, uh, uh, or confrontational to be an effective witness?" Unquote. Having read this, I was thinking, uh, Frank had a problem. And the problem was not with Frank. The problem was not with witnessing. The problem was with the method of witnessing. You see, Frank felt that in order to be a witness, somehow Frank had been taught that in order to be a witness, that he had to do certain things. He had to do training. That was important. He had to memorize some script, that was important. He had to memorize the Bible text, that was important. And he had to get people to follow Jesus as fast and soon as possible. By being pushy, insensitive, and sometimes even confrontational. You see, this morning I want to share with you as as as, as a, man, a people of faith. That evangelism is a spiritual gift to some. It is not a spiritual gift for everyone. Evangelism is a spiritual gift for some. However, witnessing is a calling for and to all. The theological research shows that ten, only 10% of a congregation or 10% of membership in a congregation are gifted with the gift of evangelism. But every congregation has witnesses. 100% of every congregation is witness. It are witnesses, I would say. So I quickly want to share with you, brothers and sisters, 16 or 15 ways to witness, 15 ways to witness with joy and satisfaction. Because I know that the problem we have is because we don't know what to do, how to do, when we are supposed to be witnesses, or when we go out to witness, or when we go in to witness. You didn't get that grammar. <laughs> when you go out to witness, or when you stay in to witness, because when you are inside, sitting on your couch, you're witnessing, depending on who is watching you. Number one. So the lessons that I want to share with you this morning are, are drawn from the, from the encounter Jesus had with a lady. Written in... Um, recorded by john the gospel according to john uh let me take you to Jap- john chapter four and the first one i will say is that first one first one is that for you to be a true witness for you to witness with joy and satisfaction you have to know who you are you have to know who you are i'm not just talking about your name but I, you have to know who you are in christ You need to have a clear sense of your identity because the Bible says, listen, notice chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, verse 2, though Jesus himself did not baptize, but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again to Galilee. He But... He needed to go through Samaria. Let me pause a little bit. Notice what the Bible says. How does he needed to go through Samaria have have to do with... When the Pharisees heard that Jesus baptized and had more disciples than John, just... Do you see the relationship between that? Does it appear to be any relationship... I thought about this and I looked at it. The problem is that that one, the verses 1 to 3 are not are related to verse 4. But how? Here were church leaders, here were the religious leaders of Jesus day, jealous of Jesus having more members than John they were trying to destroy. In other words, Jesus was improving in ministry and succeeding and progressing and they could not destroy John. And they were attempting to destroy Jesus, but Jesus was becoming more famous than John. That aroused their jealousy. I notice something. Verse 4 says, Jesus retreated. Jesus avoided that confrontation. Lesson to be learned. But then, verse 4 says, he needed to go through Samaria. Mm. Why did Jesus need to go through Samaria? You see, the Bible says that he needed to go through Samaria because Jesus knew what he was going to do. He had, he, there was something intentional. That he had a mission. He knew what he was about to do. He was intentional in his effort. He had a target. Jesus had a, sense of, a clear sense of his mission, and as a result, he refused to be distracted. So in our effort to be witnesses, we have to understand who we are. We have to have a clear and concise what vision and clarity of our mission and our vision. Otherwise we will be distracted and detracted. Recognize you're a witness. Jesus knew he had a mission and he was intentional about it and he moved forward. Who are you? Remember what we said a few weeks ago? That you, the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2, that you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You are his own special people who are called to proclaim the praises of him who has called you out of the darkness into this marvelous light. Who are you again? You are a royal priesthood. Who are you again? You are someone that is so special to God, called out of darkness into the light. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verses 18 through 21. The time will not permit me to read that. The Bible says that you are an ambassador of the Lord God. You are one who represents him. Uh, called out from your old country of sin to this new country to be an ambassador. Representing the kingdom of God to be a new citizen in this government, in this community, in this society. An ambassador. Given a ministry of reconciliation. Uh, in 2 uh, Corinthians chapter 5, 18-21 that you are an ambassador who has a ministry. That ministry is the ministry of reconciliation. If I recognize who I, who I am, a witness, and what my functions are, who I am, then there is something different I don't even need to be taught about how to do my ambassadoral work because the work has been given me already so what I'm asking you to do this morning uh, is this. To remember when you wake up in the morning, thank God for another day for waking you up in your rightful mind. Look into the mirror and say, I am royalty. I am of a special kind. I am of a chosen generation. I am I have obtained mercy. I am God's ambassador. I am called and reconciled to God and given a ministry of reconciliation. I am made to be the righteousness of God. That is who I am. Then go out. Report to duty. Report for duty. Report to work. Go. Show up. God is going to give you your daily assignment. You know, every day is different. And you know what What he says? He says, I'll be with you. Always, even unto the end of the age. And even if when you do not know what to say, I will give you what to say. Show up! Point number two. For us to be effective witnesses and to Witness with joy and satisfaction. We must, we must be yourself. You must be yourself. You cannot be Pastor Wilson. You cannot be C.D. Brooks. You cannot be, um, uh, don't even want to be like uh, Let's or any of you. Be yourself. I can't play like brother, Brother Murphy. By the way, Brother Murphy, where are you? We miss you. I've heard a lot about you. We need you in this church. We want you back here. Amen, church. Yes, yes, yes. You didn't ask me to say that, but I know you've been talking about that behind the back, behind his back. Tell him, tell him today why you see him. Okay. Number two, be yourself. Okay. Don't try to be somebody else because God has equipped you differently. God has called. The, the, your names are different. My name is different. You know, uh, something has to happen. Your experiences are different from my experiences. Your personalities are different from mine. Your testimonies are different. Your styles are different. You are unique and you are you. Be real. We have to recognize who we are in Jesus. We have to accept ourselves who we are because God knows us and what we offer Him, He knows our hearts. What we testify, He knows. You cannot give somebody else's testimony but yours. You know, Satan will like to bring up personal imperfections to prevent you from being a witness. But remember, when he reminds you of your past, remind him of his future. Because, the, because there is a fight of hell that God is preparing to, <laughs> to send him to uh, with his angels. Remind him also that, I, that the promise is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That is the promise. Point number three, in order to witness with joy and satisfaction, choose appropriate person, choose appropriate setting, choose appropriate time. And let me tell you why I say that. Jesus was on his way. He knew where he was going. He knew whom he wanted to say, whom he wanted to talk with. He knew where he was going to be at. So in verse five, the Bible says he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, or Syker, near the spot of the ground where uh, Jacob, where Jacob uh, the ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. The Bible says Jesus, therefore, being weary from his journey, sat thus by the well. Period. And then the next sentence, it was 12 noon, 6th hour. He was tired. But was he really tired? His disciples left and they went into the town to buy food. I believe Jesus could have gone to the town if he wanted to go, but he stayed. Jesus chose. He knew what he was doing. He waited. You see, what you need to understand is that this well was something. Something. The appropriateness of this well was that it was a the symbolic, the symbolism of this well is that it was a common ground, a common place for the Samaritans and the Jews. You see, the Samaritans accepted Jacob as their great-great-grandfather, right? The same as the Jews. So there was a commonness there, a common ground where Jesus chose to meet his people. Where Jesus chose to meet this woman. So, in meeting, in witnessing, find common ground, place of commonness. It was a place of common ground and heritage. In our witnessing effort, we need to find common grounds. We need to choose a place where we will be relaxed, and the witness, the prospect, will also be relaxed. Huh? Choose a place that is comfortable. A place where your motives will not be misunderstood or misinterpreted. Huh? This was in the open place. So Jesus sat. He could have been more threatening if he was standing up. But Jesus sat down. And in the Hebrew, in the, in the, in the, during those days, to teach, uh, sitting down was a teaching position. So the place Jesus chose was a non-threatening environment for his audience. So when we go out to meet people, when we go out to our normal works, of uh, the, the normal things we do, and when we need to share our thoughts, our witnessing efforts with people, we need to choose time and place that is convenient and comfortable where people themselves will feel comfortable. And for those of you who, are, who, are, who have difficulty making friends easily, start with your circle of influence. And what I mean by that is that the, 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 those people include your family and Friends and relatives, your neighbors, your co-workers, your playmates, your classmates, your 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 hairdressers, your gardener, your those that you're already comfortable with, and build on your established relationship and um, and goodwill and rapport, and those things will kind of begin to um, increase and develop. Point number four. In order to minister to witness with joy and satisfaction get out of your nest. Little cocoon. Little cocoon. Little um, box. and little disc- um, Your comfort zone. Talk to somebody. How many of you like people talking to them first? So people like you to talk to them too, right? Initiate. Initiate. Number four. Initiate the discussion. Let me tell you why. Because Jesus did initiate the conversation. And he used common general, uh, I'm encouraging you to use common uh, general topics that will lead into spiritual discussion. And when you are doing that, when you are using those common uh, areas or common topics, watch for what I call the witnessable moments. The witnessingable moments. That is those moments in the discussion period when you can just nicely interject without pushing. Verse 7, notice this. Woman is coming. Jesus says, Give me a drink, please. Verse 7, a woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. In other words, can I have a cup of water, please? And he says, these disciples were gone. You see, to understand this, Jesus, in Palestine, water is a precious commodity, yes. But it was one of the things you could never say no to anybody. In our society, you you can look at someone who asks you for water with, some disdain or something. Something is something wrong with him, and people may not even feel comfortable asking you. But then, in the Palestinian society or in most African societies or even the Middle Eastern societies, you never refuse someone who asks you for food or for water. That was what number two. Samaritans and the Jews don't get along. They don't have conversations. They don't. Asso- they don't have any associations. There was so much. Deep prejudice between these two religious people who prayed and worshipped one God. By asking for water, Jesus would simply say, Lady, I do not dislike you. I need you to survive. I need you to survive. I need you to feel refreshed. May I have a cup of water? Could Jesus do without water? Yes, he could have done. Could, could somehow the divinity Jesus just kind of touch something in the stomach and then water will just, I mean, the thirst will, you know. Sometimes it's good to use those divine powers, but Jesus chose not to. And for those of you who wonder why God is quiet when there is evil in the world, Think about it. Maybe there is an answer there. Jesus chose not to use his divinity to satisfy his own human needs. Point number five, that leads us to point number number five. Present yourself, your unique self, present yourself in a way that shows that you do not fit into anyone's level. Be real, because you are different. Endure yourself to the recipient. Show that, show, show that you are interested in their welfare. Simply be kind. That kindness will create some curiosity. If you wondering what I mean by being quiet, the alone if you please. Help them with grocery. Knock on their doors and deliver their mails. Uh, Be sympathetic and helpful helpful to them. Uh, Call them and inquire how they're doing. Uh, Just stop by and say, "I just stop by to say hello to you. Help them wash their car. Help them pick up something. Give them food. Bake your bread. Adventist, we are good cooks. Prepare something and just pass on to the neighbor next door. Sure, just do something a little different. Extra, be you be kind because that's who we are we are kind people we are witnesses for the lord we are regenerated new creation people who are special before god molded into an image of god because of the fact that god who is good god who is love has regenerated us has recreated us has Performed a marvelous heart transplant. We are good people. Be you. Be unique. Show sure we are different from the world. I'm not hearing this church is quiet this morning. You know why I say this? Notice the question the woman asks in verse 9. He She says, Now, Woman asked Jesus. Then the woman of Samaria, of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, uh, you, the Jew, how is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, not just a Samaritan, but a Samaritan woman, you are asking me for a drink? For Jews have no days with Samaritans. Jesus was different. Jesus did not behave like the people, uh, like the Palestinians, like the Jews. I love this church. it's a shame when the world is more accepting than the people of God it's worse when the policies are when the policies that that religious bodies make and uphold and and, and sustain are so restrictive discriminatory against uh, more than the policies of the world Sometimes you have more love from people who are not members of any church than people who are in church. I'm talking about us. Talking about us. But Jesus showed that he was a different kind of a Jew. He chose not to do what the other Jews did. The Jews did not hold conversations with the, uh, with the Samaritans, but Jesus did. The Jews did not eat or drink with the Samaritans, but Jesus did. In fact, Jesus asked for water also to drink. And in fact, the woman saw that there was something different about this man. And that made her even more curious. The world wants to know why you don't live together when you're not married. The world is curious to know why is it that you are getting along with that white person or with that black person. The world wants to know. They are curious. The world wants to know why is it that you do not drink alcohol or do things that is just normal in the world today. It generates curiosity and interest. And then you can share why. Oh, Jesus, number, number six, number six, number six. The ways, find ways, find ways. I, we're talking about how you can witness joy and satisfaction. Find ways of creating and maintaining the interest and curiosity of your prospect. Find ways of doing that. Jesus continued to raise the level of the woman's interest and curiosity until he brought her to the level at which he shared the gospel. Notice verse 10. Verse 10 says what? 10 said, Jesus answered and said to her, if, if you knew, if you knew, if you knew uh, the gift of God and who, and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Jesus was the one thirsty. Jesus was the one who needed some water to drink. If he had living water, why ask the woman to give give him water? But Jesus said it, and even that made the woman more curious about this man, who had no water, who was thirsty, and wasn't satisfied with the water that she gave him and then he talks about living water. he has so notice verse 11 the woman said Man, uh, sir you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep where then do you get that living water are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself as well as his sons and his livestock What are you talking about? And that leads us to point number seven. In witnessing, use simple and common illustrations that people will understand. In the case of the woman of Samaria and Jesus, Jesus used water. And notice in verse 13, Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again this water and he was pointing i don't know where he was pointing but i think he was pointing at himself whoever drinks this water will thirst oh in terms, whoever drinks this water that is the cup of water she had that she had in her jaw but whoever drinks of the water that i will give him pointing at himself will never thirst but the water that i shall give him will become In him, a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Now, I'm not sure what the woman understood. I'm not sure what man thought Jesus was thinking about, but, but, but notice she said, Sir, verse 15, Sir, Give me this water that I may thirst no more, right? I may not thirst nor come here to draw. I just wish you can get the picture this morning and get imagination. Jesus says, I have this water and you will not thirst thirst again if i give it to you and the woman says give me the water i'm not sure what she understood but jesus says if you need this water go get your husband don't worry you missed it i some of you didn't but 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 verse 16 says and sir give me this water that i may not thirst again so um tells me something When you go out to do witnessing and you happen to be witnessing with someone, these days, it doesn't matter if it's a man or woman. Watch what you say. Because you may say something that may be understood in a different way, so you have to be clear. Be clear and make sure What you intended is the same thing that the person who is hearing you understood. Jesus, knowing him, he read the woman's mind. If you need this water, I'll give it to you, but go get your husband. Sometimes men, when we give Bible studies, when we witness to the sisters, we can tell them to go get your mama. Or your daddy, or your boyfriend, or your husband, and the same goes for the sisters as well. Go get your wife, or go get the elders, and that's why the elders. That's what the elders are for, right? We'll go with you. We don't want you to um, go where you don't need to go. But 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 there's another important point that I want to I want to stress here is that is that. Jesus, notice what's going on here that Jesus allowed this woman to control the topic and the direction of the discussion wherever she wanted to go, Jesus was ready to go that direction and talk with her but his focus remained the same because he could use whatever topic that the woman brought and convert it into a spiritual discussion for a spiritual person will always end spiritual things in the common things. That tells me, next thing, that this is to point number eight. Share the truth. Share the truth clearly. But do not criticize the prospects religious beliefs or practices. Or behavior. This is very, very important. We, we live in a society that is you know we want we say be polite and because we want to be polite we don't tell the truth hello i said again that because we want to be polite we often don't tell the truth and we communicate falsehood by not telling the truth but there is nothing wrong with telling the truth but tell the truth in love and in compassion but before we tell that truth, let's have let's have a rapport. Let's establish trust and confidence in, with those people first. Or oh, there are stories about some uh, leaders talking to the sisters about how long their skirts are, talking to the children or young people where or they, they have to how, where, what, whatever dresses, I'm not talking about this church, I'm talking about stories we have heard, heard all through uh, Uh, Christian church and church uh, leadership courses and things like that. So before you talk to people like that, personal things like that, be sure to have their trust that you're not after them. And that is something we're going to be talking about. You need to make sure that they need to know that you care about them. That when you 're talking about those things it's because you love them because you care for them that 's why you sh- you're saying it it's not because you 're criticizing them and judging them oftentimes we don 't know people before we place judgments and and things about them we destroy spirits and destroy uh, purposes and and and, and, and 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 do the work of Satan instead of the work of God so Verse 17, notice verse 17, please. If you say, the woman answered and said, I have no husband, Jesus said, aha. Notice, I have no husband. When well, she was already living with one, she was lying. Her intentions were not good. She was covering up something. Maybe because she wanted something. I'm not, I'm not judging her, but I'm simply saying that we cannot tell when, what the other person is feeling when we are communicating something. She said she didn't have a husband. Jesus said, go call your husband. And I don't have a husband. Uh-huh. Okay. Jesus came. Okay. We're not getting anywhere. Yes. Um, 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 you don't have a husband. That's because you had five already and the one you're living with is not your husband. <gasps> wow. Notice what happens. Jesus avoided any more discussions. And I think if you read through, let me read verses 17 and 18. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You have said well. I have no husband for you have had five husbands and the one whom you now have is not your husband. In that, you spoke truly. Notice verse 19. Verse 19. The woman said to her, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. That was the end of the discussion. End of discussion. The woman changed the topic. Ooh. But Jesus avoided any discussion that will distract him or detract him from his mission. He didn't want to go there. He did not want to embarrass the woman. He did not want to judge the woman. He did not want to criticize her. She, even Jesus said or even Jesus called those five men her husband. And even called the one she was living with her husband. And I agreed with her that he was not her husband. Now, am I, are you getting what I'm saying? I looked at that I said, mm, the Lord Jesus, you know why? He was just avoiding issues. He wasn't addressing them. It seemed Jesus was talking on both sides of his mouth. But that's not the issue because in that in that you read that he was avoiding the discussion entirely, he was not because her soul was more important than what she was doing right now because if if, 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 if he could if he could reach his soul her soul, if he could address the her need and inward need, whatever she's doing will be affected sometimes we Always deal with the symptoms of things rather than the cause of things. Change of behavior comes from the heart. And that's why Jesus was more concerned with the heart of the woman. So Jesus maintained his focus. One point I need to make before I read verse 2 is that I want you to notice that Jesus said, what Jesus said. Jesus told her the truth. The one you're living with is not your husband. Period. Huh? He didn't avoid it. I wonder if I'm making sense here. Then Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me. Oh, verse 20. Verse 20, the woman asked. He, she stopped the question, changed the topic because she was uncomfortable, and she began another topic. Look at the woman living with a man who is not her husband, now bringing another topic which is now a religious topic, a theological topic. Now you, you Jews say that it is better to worship God in Jerusalem and we say it's better to worship him on this mountain, gerasim you know. <laughs> Our fathers worship on this mountain. You Jews say that Jerusalem is the place where uh, God ought to worship. And Jesus said to her. Now, she, she left another issue and went to another one. One issue to another. So Jesus said, okay, let's go there. Woman, verse 21, believe me, the hour is coming Uh, Is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. It seems Jesus. I was avoiding the question. Did not address whether Jerusalem was the right place to worship or the mountain. Again, remember what we're not that there is no truth. There is truth, but Jesus knew where he was headed. Her heart was more important than where we worship. So Jesus says, you know what? Whether Jerusalem or whether this mount, a time is coming when people will no longer worship in Jerusalem, nor even on this mountain. Oh, Lord Jesus. He handled it well. Something I personally need to learn. I grew up frustrated about hypocrisy in church and people saying one thing and not doing something else. So I learned to tell the truth wrong. So what I need to learn now is to balance it and say um, um, say it kindly and swallow some things. I need to learn that. I'm saying that In the practice of our Christianity, in our witnessing, we need to learn it's a tact. It's a tact. Sometimes we we can find a holy justification to just knock people on the head with the truth. So Jesus said, you know what? Sure, that's fine. But that came first. But notice verse 22. That makes me feel better. Okay, verse 22 says, Now, you worship what you do not know. We know what we worship. For salvation is of the Jews. Notice that Jesus tried to lift her up. Oh, I'm going to make that point. Jesus, while while avoiding controversies, still told the truth. You guys don't know what you worship. But we know... What we worship. Because salvation comes from the Jews. Sometimes it is important and necessary to tell the truth, show the truth in a kind, loving, compassionate way. Point number nine. Avoid arguments and debates. Take the higher road. Arguments will not gain the heart. Argument will not change the heart. Take the higher road. Jesus took the higher road and uh, the text I said and then of course verse 23 says um, um, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshippers will worship the, the father in spirit and in truth For the Father is seeking such to worship him. I I was praying about this text, about this message. The Lord told me this morning, and I didn't write it down, so I'm going to try to phrase it the way it's coming. So get ready. I see in this text a message for us as Adventists how we share the gospel with non-Adventist, non-seventh-day Adventist Christians. The Samaritans worshipped God the Father. But they had a different way. They worshipped on mountain, And they had a wrong way of doing it. And the Jews worshipped God and God gave them the right way of doing it. But their attitudes were nasty. so 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 where does jesus come in here the way the true god's true people did things put away put 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 away and pushed away those who knew the truth but did not want to practice it the way they're practicing it so it makes me wonder if My attitude, my behavior, the way I'm treating them is not the cause of them staying away from the truth that God has given us. So what would Jesus do if Jesus was here today? Jesus comes and says, yes, we gave them the truth. Yes, they are the right. Yes, but time is coming. Yet, time is coming when this is not going to take place, when this is going to be pushed away, and I take over what I am supposed to be receiving through worship. Time has come, and now is when those who worship God in both camps will worship Him in spirit and in truth. Because it's not everyone that is here and says God, God, my Father, Lord, Lord, are worshipping the Father. Because the Father is looking for who are worshipping Him. And that is the concept of the remnant idea. That God has His people. That church membership does not determine sonship of God that you may be a member of a church does not mean that you belong to the remnant church what do you say that the remnant church of God are people called out from the darkness of sin in this world into the marvelous light of his glory they come to the church of God and when we the church of God shall arise I'm pray, oh God will pour down His Spirit, and God's people will be gathered. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. The Bible says. The Bible reveals that in this passage, um, in verse um. In verse twenty six, what does twenty six says? It said, the man said, "Oh, the woman said, uh, to him, I know, I know, I know, I know that the Messiah is coming." who is called Christ when he comes he will tell us all things uh, jesus said to her i who speak to you i am he one of the few places in the bible where jesus revealed himself oh lord have mercy jesus revealed himself lord i feel i feel so emotional about this jesus revealed himself to a samaritan woman a woman living in the tree when the pastors and the priests in Jerusalem refused to accept him. And he had hard time. And the reason why he came to Samaria was because the same priests and leaders of the church were rejecting him and refusing him. Am I, am I talking to someone this morning? Wow, history repeats itself and itself through the Middle Ages, through the Roman church to our day. The next verse or the next verses reveal a classic example of what I'm wishing our church can do. Everyone can do, Christians can do, will do. The Bible says that this woman living in adultery, after he had met Jesus, her life was not the same. And in verse 28, the Bible says, um, and the woman then left her water pot, went her way into the city and said to them, Come, see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? A woman who left her home, went to fetch water, heard something special, was she considered important, left her water pot. I believe the reason why she left her water pot was because That other part will delay her from running fast. She wanted to run as fast I could see her. I could imagine her holding her skirt or whatever like this and running as fast as she could. She could not hold herself from speaking the truth, from sharing what what she had received, what was burning in her. Some of us, some of us, some of us, some of us need to have the same passion that we had when Jesus saved us. When we received our salvation, when we heard the word of God preached to us, oh, when Jesus touched us and saved us, pulled us up from all our mess, and gave us that new life, that 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 that, that, that joy, that passion, that fire, that fire, that fire need to be reignited, reignited, whatever uh, in us, you need to be. Uh, lit again a flame and we need to burn with the same with the same passion with the same urgency and share the gospel like this woman did that is witnessing she could not hold back you know there is a spiritual prophecy quotation that summarizes the method jesus used to win souls and each phrase of this point will add to the next um to the ten points above that we've talked about, and I want to quickly mention them. It says that the Savior, the Savior mingled as one who desired their good. He showed his sympathy, ministered deeds, and won their confidence. And then he bade them follow me. So, point number eleven. Point number eleven is, or oh, misstend, okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> Alright. Ten. Ten is say the truth clearly, but do not criticize prospects, religious beliefs, and practices. That is ten. Jesus did not do that because he was focused in his ministry. He was focused in his mission. He knew what he wanted, so he chose not to do Because criticizing will only just put them away and destroy their spirit. They would not oh it doesn't show love at all but in in doing that don't fail to tell the truth they go together it's like on a, it's like a sheet of paper one is tell the truth the other one is also don't criticize don't judge do it in love point number 11 mingle with people mingle with mingle with Ha, it's okay to have friends who are not of your faith. huh? It's okay to invite people in your home who you don't like, okay? It's okay to invite people in, in mingle, mingle, like salt, like we sang this morning. Except, how many of you like salt, just put on in one spot of your food? Ah, you wouldn't like that. For, the salt has to mix well. You know, each time you stare something, your food, remember this point, mingle, mingle. And Jesus mingled in verses 40 through 42. The Bible says, so when the Samaritans had come to him. Now, this woman had gone out, called the people come. See, is she the Messiah? Listen, by the way, let me go back. Notice what this woman said. In verse 40, let's go back to 40. So, so verse 39. So, so, many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the words of the woman who testified, he told me all that I ever did. But, um, when you go back to um, verse 29, verse 29, please, verse 29, are you there? Verse 29, okay. The woman said, come, see a man who told me all things that I ever did. And she did not stop there. She said could this be the Christ? A question. Witnesses, you don't have to give a Bible study. It's okay to ask question. Just ask question. Question that will trigger something. An answer. Could this be the Christ? It's another word of saying, go check out and see. Because in the previous one, you can say, I perceive you are a man of God. And Jesus had already told her, I am the Christ. Oh, then she ran up, saying that I believe you are the Christ. Let me go tell others. And then she goes, could this be the Christ? That's all you need to ask. What does this say? Could it mean that? That's oh. all witnesses. Witnesses. Well, ver, number number eleven. Ah, uh, oh twelve now. Twelve now. <laughs> no, I'm not done with eleven. Well, I'm looking at the time, but number 11, I have to make that point down. But, but, but Verse 42, um says, um, and many more. Uh, verse 40 says, so when the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to do what? To stay with them. What did Jesus do? He had to go through Samaria because he was on his way to Judea. Jesus stayed two more days. Unplanned. Where did he stay? God will provide, right? Would he not? Be a little flexible. Some of us have become slaves to schedule. Don't let somebody else's lateness or the <laughs> or the prospect's lateness or schedule cause you to lose him or her. flexible. God has his ways of working. Whatever that God has planned for you, he's going to give it to you. So verse 42 says, then. Oh, verse 41 says, and many more believed because of his own word. Now, look at verse 22, verse 42. What is then? Then remember when they had believed, they had now become church members, right? They had become followers of Christ. But notice verse 42. It says, then they said to the woman, now we believe, not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard him, and we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. doesn't matter if she gets the credit or not. Members are vicious. Can be vicious. Did they need to go back to her? In case you think you did it, we have now believed because he told us, not because you did tell us. That's how I read it too. Sometimes, you know, when we do these things, when we go out, when we do God's thing, the pastor baptizes the person we brought. Yeah. I'm not going out because he's the one who is going to get it on the report. I had a church one somewhere. Oh Lord have mercy. Why a woman told me in the church board I will vote against the evangelism because we if we baptize it, it will go in your report. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying members of the church can be so vicious, it does not matter who gets the glory. It does not matter if you get the glory. Go. Do what God has asked you to do. And that's all. Tell. 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 Share. And when you share, not just the sermon, just share your thought. What point? Next point. Number 12. I have my point doubled here. Point number 12, be seen as one who desires your prospects, g- prospects good. The Bible says that um, Jesus went about all these cities and villages in Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. He went about teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every diseases. Um, okay, so I think there is a wrong numbering there. So, um, so what, write the number, I think number 12, right? Good. I have on my note here I have two elevens that's what happens when you're so excited, so be seen as one who desires your prospects good, just like Jesus did. There's a quotation I'd like to put up for you that Jesus saw in every soul one to whom must be given the call to his kingdom he reached he reached um, the hearts of the people by going among them as one who desired their good. He sought them in the public streets. He sought them in the public street. He sought them in public houses. He saw them on the boats. He sought them in the synagogues, by the shores of the lake, and at the marriage feasts. He met them at their daily vocations and manifested an interest in their secular affairs. He carried his instructions into the household, bringing families in their own homes under the influence of his divine presence. His strong personal sympathy helped to win hearts. Desert of Ages, page 151. Number. Okay number 13 i think you just follow what i'm saying here follow me follow me number 13 is show sympathy show sympathy okay show sympathy show that you care and mean it it says that no none who listened to the savior could feel that they were neglected or forgotten the humblest the most sinful Heard in his teaching a voice that spoke to them in sympathy and tenderness. Be, uh, be sympathetic, be, be, be have empathy, uh, feel their pain, uh, and, and, and hurt when they hurt. And, and even if you don't show it, even if you don't feel it, show it. point number 14, right? Help them in time of their need. Jesus ministered to their needs. In in, in the next verse, Matthew chapter 9 verse verse 36, he says, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep without uh, no shepherd. So Jesus had the needs of people in mind and he would do things to blessed them. I'm thinking about the feeding of the 4,000, feeding of the 5,000. He says, uh, the quotation I really would like to uh, refer here is, from home, from the homes, from the shops, the marketplaces, the inhabitants of the city pressed toward the humble, dwelling, sheltered Jesus. The sick were brought upon litters. They were, they came leaning on, upon staff. Uh, good. They came leaning on staff. On staffs or supported by, by friends, they tottered they feebly, feebly into the Savior's presence. Christ's Object Lessons, page 200, uh, uh, 229, paragraph 2. Point number 15. I'm cutting. I'm, I'm cutting some things off, please. Well, point number fifteen: Win their trust and confidence. It is important for you to win their trust, to win your prospect trust and confidence. Jesus made effort to win the people's confidence, um, and 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 trust. It's important that if people will accept spiritual truth that we have. If people will accept what we share with them, it's important they believe us that we establish rapport and trust and confidence um, uh, in them. And there's a quotation that the, the, the one in Ministry of Healing, chapter, uh, page 165, it says, The fallen must be made to feel that it is not too late for them to be men. Christ honored man with his confidence and then placed him on his honor. Even those who have fallen the lowest he treated with respect. Even those who had fallen to the lowest, Jesus treated with respect. Never did he utter one expression to show his sensibilities uh, were shocked or his, or his refined taste were offended. Whatever the evil habits, the strong prejudices, or the overbearing passions of the human beings, he met with pitying tenderness. And number 16, when you have done that, invite them to follow Jesus. And if you did not get all the points, don't worry. They are already printed. You will get them at the door. Invite them because this the, the, the invitation is still open today. Jesus says Come unto me all who are who labour, all who labor and are heavy burden. Don't forget this I used to for, I used to neglect the, the labor part of it. But it's it's important. All those who labor and are heavy laden. Sometimes there are some who are heavy laden laden without labouring. But Jesus is talking about coming to him all those who labour and are heavy laden. And he says, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. And when you have yoked up with me, I will give you rest. Because I will walk and hold you to myself. Jesus has promised that um, because God loves the world and gave his only begotten son to the world, whosoever believes in him will not perish. Share that. Invite them to come. Sooner or later, Later this year we will be having an evangelism here. And within the next few weeks we will be talking about that. The church will be preparing to reach out, to preach, to live the life Christ has planted this church for. Jesus wants us as witnesses To get out there. To invite our friends. To invite our family members. Our workmates. Our members of the circle. Of our influences. And Jesus is counting on you. He's counting on me. And it's my prayer. It's my desire tonight. It's my desire today. To have each one recommit themselves to be true and faithful witnesses. To be able to witness in such a way where we will become joyful and satisfied because it is possible. It is possible. You can do it